all conversations and information exchanged during What If Nothing's Wrong podcast with Heidi Haddad, LCSW, are intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please do not confuse this with treatment, therapy, or psychotherapeutic advice or guidance. The information on these podcasts is supplemental and not meant to interfere with the therapeutic work between you and your professional therapist, counselor, or psychiatrist. Please understand that Heidi Haddad does not maintain the role of your psychotherapist, but rather offers an educated, professional perspective from that of a licensed clinical social worker. When your anxiety is crippling and you're stuck inside your head, find your joy, find your joy. When your man won't touch you, but you want to have a baby, find your joy, find your joy. When you're walking down the street and you get punched in the face, find your joy, find your joy. When you want to fire a bazooka at your neighbor's barking dog, find your joy, find your joy. Find your joy, find your joy. Buenos dias. Hey guys, Hola. buenos dias. Hola. That's it. I've got, I've got <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> and welcome to bonjour, the multilingual, <laughs> what if nothing's wrong? I'm Nelsie Spencer. I am. And that's the chuckling. Hello. Heidi Haddad. Hello. I found my joy this week. I found my joy in so many places this week that we might have to spend the entire podcast on my joy. Um, okay. I'll give you 30 <laughs> seconds. Take it away. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, okay. First of all, this is going to sound like unbelievably cliche, but I found my joy this morning Beep. walking the door. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your time is up. She's a therapist. Um, I found my joy this morning walking Rudy and looking to my left and there was a full rainbow mm, nice. like I just saw you that know, in Costa Rica from horizon to yeah, horizon same. and it was like whoa and it wasn't even raining I mean obviously it had been raining over there or it was raining over there and in the foreground were um egrets because I'm in this like beautiful national I think it's a state park county park and Two people are like a guy's jogging by and another guy's what I, I like had to, to I didn't have to, but I said to the jogger, Rainbow. He was so like this, you know, looking down and focused. He I said, Don't don't miss the rainbow. <laughs> and he stopped and he went, Oh, thank you. I would have. So I pointed so out the rainbow. That would be his joy today too. Yes, but I I yes, I was able to, you know what? I spread joy today. Joy spreader. Love it. <laughs> Love it. So, so that was rainbows and egrets and ospreys. All of the, all of the above were I saw all of those things before nine a.m. So I feel like I don't know, like quite luck, lucky. And another thing that's been making me happy is Spotify. Spotify, who says, "Do you want to listen to this this playlist that we created for you based on everything you listen to?" Now, I know I'm really late to the party for this, but like so fun to be listening to, guess what? You know, nothing but 70s R&B and funk and soul. 
And turns out I still know all the words to Superfly, <laughs> which Do it. I just Superfly gonna make your fortune by and by. And if you lose, don't ask no questions why. The only game you know is do or die. Ah ah ah. The games he plays, he plays for keeps. Hustling with the something something. Well, I'm sorry, what? Trying to get over. Ah. Oh. Curtis Mayfield, you got nothing on me. So young people, if you don't know who Curtis Mayfield is, go to Spotify and do a search. And the entire, the whole score for the movie Superfly is phenomenal. And I think it won a bunch of Grammys back in the day, back in the 1910s. <laughs> so that's just been giving me so much joy. Nice. Just in my, in my garage doing, you know, bicep curls to some song that I didn't even know I, I knew all the lyrics to. I don't think I knew I knew the lyrics back then, but they're still back in the back of my brain, pushing out like probably other more important facts. Did you just turn your turn away and yawn? Did you just do that? <laughs> she just turned her away and yawned. How do I, guys? Should I have done it in your face me. instead? Maybe you should have just not yawned. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, I was really crying. <laughs> you don't know. Can I help it that I'm not getting enough oxygen and I need to no, release? No, you're right. Okay. I don't have to take your yawning personally. I made I made a cup of coffee for a friend this morning alongside mine. And because I have a the, the cup, the um drip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I go back and yes. forth between the cups, the gla- the mugs, and because I'm going back and forth and it's taking forever, by the time we're done, the coffee's not even hot. And then I said to her, I'm like, I don't even want to be making this coffee. I know you're not going to drink it. And she said, of course I'm going to drink it. I said, you don't drink it. You never drink it. And I could have just had a nice hot cup of coffee. What did she did do she with that coffee? It? She didn't drink she it. She did not drink it. She took a couple sips and then I Honey. saw her tossing it down the drain and I said, you see? <laughs> she said i You're grappled hostess. she said i grappled with it i didn't want to toss it because i knew you'd be upset because you said i wasn't going to drink it and i was like because i'm right as i normally oh, am God. with you and that's you know what that's where heidi found her joy this morning being right mm, no i would have liked to not well, make that cup of coffee what about microwave, honey? Do you not use microwave? Are you? I'm not a really a microwave person, no. Wow. But I you know how many times a day I microwave the coffee my coffee. The coffee wasn't cold. What do you microwave? My coffee. Oh, but then it's gross. I could do it for like a thirty second sometimes, but it wasn't cold. It would have been just a little bit better if I hadn't had to make her coffee too. Do anyway. you notice what's happening here, people? I'm in the middle of sharing my joy. Oh, I thought you were Where done. Did you go? No, I've got so many more, so much more joy. Okay, I told you no. I could fill the whole, save fill the whole hour. Save it for next week. <laughs> Listen, I want okay. to circle back to the Will and Chris thing really quick. Not a whole long thing. Please. Oh, yeah. And I'm mainly yes. circling back to it because I have probably spoken about it in session, not because I'm bringing it up, but with my clients are bringing it up at least <laughs> once a day. <laughs> I just love the idea of a, a client coming in or, and, and, sitting down and you saying, well, uh, let's talk about the whole Will Smith thing, shall we? I think we we should dig in here. (laughs) Before we get back to your, before we get back to your issues with your mom, I think we need to talk about the Will Smith, Smith. Chris um, situation probably has a lot to do with your issues with your mother. So let's really dig in. Yeah. Yeah. It mirrors it. I think there's a lot of parallels. Let's look at that. I even ran into a dentist on the street and in, 
having a conversation. How's everything going? La la la. And then, can we please talk about Will and Chris? <laughs> and I, and I was thinking about last week when you had said that you were glad that you saw it live because you didn't want to be the one that missed it. And I was thinking when the Super Bowl happened with with Janet Jackson and Janet Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. that I don't remember what year it was in social media, but social media is at an all time high right now, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah. So that there's not a chance. It wouldn't matter if you saw it live or not because everybody has seen it and everybody's talking about it. I don't know anyone who there's not a single person that was like, "Will Chris?" What, no, no. What, Pati- what do you speak? My patients text me the next day. I'm saying, I'm always like, "Did you see the Oscars?" She said, "Oh no, I forgot. I was doing this." And but don't tell yeah, me fine. no spoiler alerts. So I was like, she didn't know. She didn't know. Patience so I was like, honey, special. YouTube Will Smith immediately. And of course. So you met somebody. I did. I met somebody <laughs> didn't. Who, who was like, oh, no spoiler alerts thinking. Oh, because she texted me back. She did. She went and researched who won and she still managed to miss that because she texted me back. So glad Will Smith won. I loved King Richard. I was like, honey, really? That's what you got? How can you go? How did she go online and not get it? So anyway, That's so funny. one person on the planet missed it, and it was patience. So when your when your clients bring it up, in what context? People are angry. Oh, people are angry and upset about it, and are really triggered. And the the overall the overarching feeling is that it was an assault, that there was no repercussion for it, that despite that he was asked to leave, he didn't leave, and that that was okay. It's a, a race thing. It's a privilege thing. It's a, um, I read an article about it's misogynistic, thinking that he needs to get up and protect his wife, that it's giving, I've heard, giving comic, giving people permission to get up on stage and assault comics if they don't like what they're saying. I mean, all of it, just he took it to a whole other level and... He he's not coming back from this. His career is not coming back from this. And then one young person wanted to know, or I've I've heard also, am I supposed to cancel him? Is he canceled? And I was like, you know, the guy was wrong, and he made a mistake. And he has since since we made did the last podcast, he did come out with his apology. Not saying therefore cool, let's move on, but. I don't know. It just I just wanted to acknowledge that what has come of this is a situation that was emblematic and rife with all kinds of issues, not simply, oh, he did that on the Oscars and that's was insane and weird and nothing like that's happened, but also how it's affected people who have been assaulted, how it's affected people who are in the criminal justice system, how it's affected wow. just people's perspective on misogyny or feminism and it's just touching so many different pieces yeah and and each person i speak to is reacting to a different aspect yeah of it. so it's not just a holy can't believe this happened but and that there was this assault and that was terrible and he didn't even own it and which is kind of where we were yeah. i think yeah. in the, when we first talked yeah. about it last week but also what it says yeah about that that someone I heard someone else say or read it. I don't remember where, but if they had if uh, they had been at a bar and somebody got and got smacked, and the bouncers came over and said, "You need to leave," and the guy's like, "I'm okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's fine. I'm gonna stay." <laughs> They'd go, and "No, you don't get no, that you're choice. Not. No, you're right. not." And you drag no, him out. You're not. And he gets to stay and win his award. And win his award. And 
And then to have a lengthy speech. And I mean, yeah, a le- uh, an interminable speech, I, I might add. But again, okay, people were in shock. People didn't know what right, to, right, you right. know, in, to your point, all the publicists and da da da, and all the people running forward to, I don't know. It's just. Well, also. It just, it's interesting given that there is a war going on, that there is all this insane, these insane things happening and in the world that are much more important might say or more tragic or i might say um that deserve more airtime than this but this deserves airtime and i'm just commenting on it's been interesting this whole week that every day i've had at least two conversations if not three or more about the situation and people's upset yeah well i i don't think i don't remember if we talked about this last week um the whole fact that he just he hijacked everybody's joy everybody you know right. nobody's Talk about nobody's talking right. about anything Win, else wins anything right. else the right. fact that this deaf actor won for best supporting actor a deaf actor who's been in, in community theater and regional theater for 40 years and that he got international recognition for this beautiful role that he part wrote that he played in this beautiful movie that Every that's that not very many of us have heard about, and now it's out there, and it's a story about two deaf parents, and we're not talking about we're talking about friggin' Will's. Have you seen it? No, but I cannot wait. It's on Apple. It's good. It's on, you, I've seen it. You yeah. liked it? Yeah, I did. Like I saw it before. Okay, so yeah. you yeah. It's funny because I thought it looked a little schmaltzy. I thought it looked a little life like Hallmarky to me, because if you look at the log line, you know, a a, a young girl who's a fisherman who has two deaf parents longs to escape and have her voice heard right it, it has a it has a schmaltziness to it of course i said it but i can't wait to see it i do not agree with I'm you i'm a fan i've always i've been a fan let of let it be known my silence is not <laughs> my silence <laughs> is not is not quiet approval it is quiet disdain <laughs> There's a lot of head shaking. There's going a lot on. of head shaking. <laughs> and if you listen closely, you can hear her dangly earrings when she shakes her head. Is that true? No. <laughs> <laughs> and and I Jessica Chastain's beautiful speech about marginalized LBGTQ people and talking about if you need help, find it, and how suicides in that community are going up. None. Right. Nobody was talking about that Thank the next you, day. I mean, when right. she did that speech. I texted to Raina best best Oscar speech ever. I thought it was just beautiful. But yes, Will Smith and and to to your point about how, how it's misogynistic, it's so old school for you know that to be said, you know, and then he goes up there and defends his wife, and you know, regardless of what Jada's opinions or desires were or were not, we don't know. But it's such an old school thing to do that, I think. You will not insult my wife. And then boom, right? Yeah. And this article that's this one piece that was written by um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talks about, he basically wrote something called Will Smith did a bad, bad thing. And he wrote, slapping Chris Rock was also a blow to men, women, the entertainment industry, and the black community. And he's... That there, it gives people a, a platform oh. for saying racists, mm. a platform for saying, you see how they you do. You see those people. See what those people they do. They can't even have a conversation. They have to just bring it to wow. the hands, bring it to the fists. Wow. And 
there were quite a yeah. few people too that also thought that it was how humiliating it was for Chris Rock to be slapped. There's something like, you know, more degrading about being slapped versus punched. And that, um, which I, and I didn't get that he, I mean, I don't know, Chris and I haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but, um, He'll call. Yeah, he'll call. I know he he's will. on tour. You know, he's been busy. But um, I don't, he didn't, he handled, I felt he handled it really well and he didn't seem to be yeah. feeling some sort of like embarrassment about it. But apparently Jim Carrey tweeted or somehow Samantha had this information that Malcolm's girlfriend, that Jim Carrey said, I would be suing for $20 million defamation of character. You do not. You, if someone slapped me on a global stage, I would absolutely be suing them because you do not do that to me. So I thought that was interesting too. I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. Well, or or um, what's the word? What's the verb for assault charges? Yeah. What's the word? I don't know. Is an assault? Oh, filing, filing assault charges. Filing, filing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. So right. just it's there's a lot and it's it's intense and just, violence isn't okay. Right. Communicate. Communicate. That communicate. Clear. Communicate. Right. Communicate. And maybe wait till you're off camera to say, Chris, I thought that was a shitty thing to say. It was really upsetting. Yeah. Or tweet about it, or say it in your speech, and when you get up there and and accept your award, say you know, and my wife suffers from this and it's been really hard. And so that kind of jokes like that are really painful for us. And I, you know, so many things. Absolutely. Teach. And what a Let wonderful, be a beautiful, moment. exactly. What a wonderful, beautiful example he could have been to say that. Okay. So he reacted and he didn't do it well at all. And his apology the next day still, I don't know, was, I mean, it, the apology was fine, just late. And you know, how many people were helping him write it kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Because it's, not that I don't think he was sorry, I do. And I don't think that I don't think that Will Smith is a bad person. I think that he made a really bad decision and did something very stupid and and thoughtless. But I, you know, this cancel culture I, I I feel nervous about. People are human. People fuck up. It's not okay, you know. I don't know. Okay, enough. AMA. May I? May I? Yes, may you I may. AMA? Yes, you may. AMA. May I AMA? <laughs> Do you have people in your life with narcissistic tendencies, lack empathy for others, inflated sense of own, own importance, troubled relationships, attention seeking? What tools do you use to manage, navigate, or engage in these relationships? Ooh. So that's a very interesting prompt. Did you get some good responses, Heidi? Should I go for funny ones first or let's with, serious? Let's start with funny. Okay. At Bruce Peralt wrote, hired a divorce hired a divorce lawyer <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> Ooh. at norm at funny guy wrote i'm an amateur ma magician i love making people like that vanish in my life all right how though move didn't answer our old friend at ronnie f whaley oh I believe you remember ronnie. him he wrote it's hard, especially when you understand as their friend that sometimes they cannot help themselves and you as their friend want to continue having them in your life. My approach has always been to be completely understanding of their nature and then relay back their actions or words. Sometimes they don't realize it until it's reflected back at them. 
Another tool I'd use is constantly communicate the true negative impacts their actions are, have had in a calm and constructive manner to prevent defensiveness on their part. And I say all this with the idea that you understand that this person has the ability and want to change and you have the desire to keep them in your life. Otherwise, let them go, especially if you know you'd lead a more fulfilling and happy life. Ronnie. Oh, our little love, Ronnie. I'm so glad that he didn't say um, that his answer wasn't, I just stopped doing podcasts with them. No, then he, <laughs> then he, did a, then he put a little meme that's of um, Chandler, Chandler saying, but that's me. I'm weird and sensitive. And then he wrote, P.S. Miss you guys. Oh, I miss him too. For those of you who don't know, and I think you all do know, Ronnie was our producer for quite a long time. And is the third person in our picture yes that per- when you when you look at our picture and you're like who's the guy in the middle that's ronnie yeah we no, haven't we middle. haven't gotten a new no that's me i'm in the you're middle. in the middle ronnie's on the side <laughs> who's that guy in the middle <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> uh all right so at charlene white wrote no contact is the only mess only method i use for my mother oh at Sissy Woods wrote, going through another no contact right now, nine months and going. Wow. And back to Charlene, she wrote, it will be four years in August for me. Honestly, best four years of my life. <laughs> you go, Charlene. Then, you go. And at Sissy Woods wrote back, congratulations. You know how like in, in AA they count days, right? She's counting days away from her sure. narcissist. <laughs> so narcissist. She's got exactly. it getting her, going up and getting her chip. <laughs> That's terrible. And... Valid. Yeah. I mean, as you're reading that, I'm realizing, oh, right. That's why I hadn't spoken my de- to my dad in seven years when he died. I just, oh, okay. A little clarity there. I mean, I knew there were a, there were a bunch of reasons, but I hadn't, I hadn't taken it down to one word, narcissist. So there it is. <laughs> yeah, it was a way to simplify. Uh, at I underscore digress underscore Jess wrote, accepting that the relationship will only ever be superficial. Keep it simple and keep it moving. At China Cat Seven wrote boundaries and limited contact. Keep it simple and redirect when needed. Hmm. <laughs> and redirect does that mean like, okay, if you could just turn around now, out the door. Yeah, good job. <laughs> At Williamson underscore E wrote, I have immediate family with varying degrees of narcissism, malignant with sadist tendencies. Oh. It's been a rough road oh. for this empath. I've learned to gray rock and embrace little to no contact. You cannot manage an authentic relationship with a narcissist. Mm. Choose your wellness. Wow. I like that. I like choose your wellness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Having that awareness about, and obviously it, it's a, it's, there's a lot of work, a lot of growing to, co- to come to the place to have that clarity about your, your family members and to take the steps that you need to take to take care of yourself. And it just makes me happy that you've done that. At the sports snob 71 wrote, I work in car sales. This is literally 90% of my managers in my career. What was nice is that I thought I finally found a home because there wasn't one of those at my current job. Alas, they hired one 10 days ago and I'm probably leaving. I've already told them to fuck off once. Wow. And I wrote back and I said, does that help? And they wrote only for a fleeting moment, smiley face. No, honestly, it doesn't. After doing so well for a few years, I've gone back to reacting instead of stepping back for mm. a moment and analyzing the situation. It's frustrating to think that I've gone backwards. And I wrote, the fact that you recognize that recognize that is movement in and of itself and not regressive. 
and they wrote, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm definitely good at recognizing my character defects and I know how to get over them. Sometimes I just don't take the time to do it. And application can sometimes make me feel a little dense. Mm. So you and everybody else. Yeah. But it's such a, you know, those old patterns are, those patterns are so ingrained and, and I know I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Some of them are sort of implanted in us pre-verbally when we watch the way people around us react, when we watch the things that we have to do to, to keep ourselves safe. And so making those changes, yeah, it's, it's two, two steps forward, one step back. And, and what if we, what if we loved ourselves through it? What if we loved ourselves through doing it imperfectly? Cause we're absolutely going to do it imperfectly. Right. It's crazy that this guy was talking about being car salesman because my son, Malcolm, got a job as a car salesman about a month ago. <laughs> what happened to his big time restaurant gig? Oh, it's a summer deal. And so in the winter, he's been working there maybe twice a week. And, you know, the big, you know, $300 tip nights are uh, long gone for now. But it's interesting because every day I'm like, so how is it? So have you made friends? He's like, yeah, no, they're fine. I mean, so I don't think he's found his people there. But um uh, he sold a couple of cars. I wouldn't think so. No, I know. I know. But he sold a couple of cars and made a couple of grand. Yeah. So there you go. Well, that's cool. So at McLaughlin, Olivia wrote, I remember you're, remember you're allowed to distance yourself from it. It's hard not to feed into narcissism when you care for the person. So it might help not to talk about certain things with them, assert your presence in the conversation, remind them of others' thoughts and feelings. The, the general consensus is people are saying, leave, take care of yourself, right. don't deal with it. And while it is difficult to do when it is someone you care about or someone in your family, save yourself. And have very low, low expectations, it sounds like, too. Manage it. And don't engage. Yeah. yeah. Because as soon as you engage them in about whatever it is that you might be disagreeing with, it's not going, well, it's not going to, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to be heard, yeah. more importantly than win. The first thing is recognizing that this person is not able to hear you and that they're not able to engage in a in meeting you somewhere. Yeah. And so after that, it's take it's self-care. Yeah. But once you recognize it, so even when even for Olivia McLaughlin McLaughlin, Olivia, who wrote, Remember, you're allowed to distance yourself. It's remember you're allowed right. to take care of yourself. And right. this is a theme that we've right. talked about in all kinds of ways whether it's whatever the circumstance with your family or people that you care about, you're allowed to choose yourself. I get messages from people on Twitter often too about being in unhappy relationships mm -hmm. or being, or living in situations where they're living with someone who's a narcissist or they're living with someone who, where they just don't feel good, but they're afraid to leave or feel that they can't and whatever their reason is. And I, my response, generally speaking, not knowing the details is always you have choice. Yeah. You always have choice and you're allowed to choose you. Yeah. Yeah. How, whatever that may look like. And it, and it's going to look different for in every situation, but there's, you don't have to be on the receiving end of the punch. Yeah. You don't have to be on the receiving end of something that makes you unhappy. Yeah. That is a choice you're making. And even though people think I have to do this because people, my family will be upset if I divorce or it goes against my religion or I, what if they are going to kill themselves or right you know, or harm that themselves or what if i mean all the what ifs about someone else my response is you don't have that power you don't have that control and you need to do something that takes care of you does this bring you joy being that person no it doesn't okay then make a different choice yeah, yeah. 
I say it simply. I know it's no, not simple, it's not. but the first step is being able to recognize that you can. Right. And it's so interesting because I was listening to a uh, an audio thing this morning that was about responsibility and how responsibility can give you freedom. If you take responsibility for yourself and for your decisions and for your actions, it gives you freedom um, versus uh, if you're, if you're, it's not my fault, this happened to me. And, you know, obviously that this has, there's nothing I can do. I have yeah, to accept yeah. that this is what's yeah. happening to me. Yeah. yeah. And then also talking about yeah. the difference between responsibility to and responsibility for, and we are not unless there are kids or our dog or whatever, we are not responsible for others, you know, uh, uh, that have reached the, you know, maturity and that aren't our kids. We're not responsible for them. We, we can choose how we want to be responsible to them, but it's not our job to fix people or to take care of people or to, you know, and well, it is my job. (laughs) job. She's so good at it. Um, But it's interesting how, how, we, I think, culturally and probably on a broad cultural aspect and also probably in many, many families, we are uh, taught that taking care of ourselves is selfish and that, like, you know what I mean? Why is it so difficult for us to choose, you know, like you said, choose you? You're allowed to choose you. Where do you think that comes from, Heidi? I think that that's not what we're taught, uh, that our the generations before didn't teach, generally speaking, didn't teach us how to be responsible to rather than for, Mm -hmm. or be able to communicate when you're feeling anything and being able, and separating yourself from not being enmeshed to, in order to recognize this doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to leave. Yeah. And even if it's leave the room, it doesn't have to be leave the relationship, just leave the room or I don't like how you're talking right. to me. So I'm leave not the going conversation. to listen to this. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that we're not taught. And then, then some people, when they get older and they're seeking out therapy or they're seeking out different forms or how, whatever, even if it's not therapy and they just learn that there are other ways of being, then they shift that within the family dynamic and it's rough. Mm. It's a rough Right. Right. It's the dance. It's like, yeah, don't go, don't, don't start doing the tango when in this family, we only do disco, whatever it is. Right. right? You, you totally upset the, the, the unspoken rules of the family. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And nobody else is wanting to change. They're not ready. So that is forcing everyone to change. And I think that there's something about a lack of self-esteem in some way. And I know we're going to talk about that today. I don't know if we have time, so we might have to hold the self-esteem conversation to next time. But the idea that you don't feel that you deserve to be considered. Just simply, you don't feel deserving. And a lot of the work that we do or mantras or whatnot, I mean, even you do that in your work as a writing coach of trying to help your clients think about things in a different way. I was saying that to my, to my clients just the other day, because the number one problem that people have, not the number one, but one of the biggest problems people have in writing is they just don't do it. They don't get themselves to the computer. (laughs) No, that's what you're going to say is that they don't believe anybody wants to hear what they have to say. Uh, No, they don't. They don't. They have this thing that they love that brings them joy that they want to do. They have a story that they're compelled to tell, but they will do, you know, I was saying that, 
we'll do stuff that we don't even like to avoid writing. And, and it, and, and when you make a promise to yourself and you keep it, when you say, you know what, I'm going to write four times, whatever it is, work out, write, stop eating white flour. When you make a promise to yourself and you keep it, you, 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 your self-esteem rises, you you know, and, and your relationship to yourself changes because you go, look at that. I made a promise to myself that something I want to do for me and I did it. And, and that, and then it, then it's like a snowball effect, right? I mean, not automatically, like, but let's face it, when we've all been there where we've like, oh my God, I'm, I'm working out four times a week now. Why? Because it's become a habit. And then when we stop, we stop and we can't, how do we get it again? I made my students write down, I, so-and-so, I'm committed to writing 20 minutes a day, four days a week. I make this commitment to myself, but most importantly, to Nelsie. And then I said, just kidding. <laughs> most importantly, because come on, it's about me. Um, but yeah, and it, it it does come back to self-esteem. I think that's a really good, you did a very good segue you did there, Heidi. Right? <laughs> choosing yourself, you. choosing yourself. Yeah. How do you choose yourself if your self-esteem is low? Because you don't think you're worth it. Right. So, okay. So in this segue, can I do a little bit of like, what is self-esteem and how to increase it? So self-esteem is thinking of yourself poorly or as someone who is below average, less than the norm, right? Anything you want to add on? Yeah. Well, your self-esteem is is the measure of how you think of yourself, right? You can have high self-esteem or low self-esteem. Do I hold myself in high or low esteem? esteem. And yeah. And so often some of that stuff is, is subconscious. I mean, it's really like, I mean, I, I think for years I thought that I thought I was great, like, but I just had a really good, thick, shiny armor that was like, I'm awesome. And yet on a subconscious level, you know, there were all these things in my life, ways I treated myself, people that I surrounded myself with that were evidence that maybe I had a lovely facade, but I didn't really have the self-esteem that I thought. So, uh, or which is interesting because uh, is interesting. Period. And I've met, I work with people who recognize that they don't feel confident or able to speak their truth or communicate or ask for what they want. And then it turns out that they grew up in a home where that wasn't encouraged or they were, or to the other extreme, were told to be quiet and not given the platform or space to share or explore their thoughts or their feelings or their ideas. And, and uh, so as a result, of course, they don't and think that what they have to say is that nobody wants to hear because they were told, right. I don't want to hear it. I mean, children are to, be, are to be seen and not heard. I can't tell you how many times that was said in my household. Right. It's like, came up with that that's so mean and so right. stifling and so i mean i know it was many many decades ago but uh it's i say it to you sometimes too though don't you? <laughs> no you say nelsie's are to be seen and not heard <laughs> um, slightly different specifically slightly different. <laughs> so people want to know how they get out of that so i want a couple of things i want to offer one recognizing where it comes from 
if there is a place where it comes from in your childhood is I think a nice place to start. It doesn't have to be, but it's nice just because it gives you an opportunity to heal that and talk about, we've done the inner child. we've talked about inner child, but being able to have that conversation of, to your little self of you are, of, you know, hey, little Heidi or hey, little Nelsie, you are worthy and your voice is important and you're beautiful and I love you and being able to say all that. And if you aren't doing that piece, that's okay. Mantras are a great way to do that where whether it's affirmations and mantras of just being able to look in the mirror and say, I like what I see, you know, and thank you for my hair, my face, my what, 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 my body, my, you say whatever you want, but say it with kindness and love to yourself and say it again and again and again. It can, yeah, because and make it a practice. When you start, it can be so uncomfortable when you, so uncomfortable, when, you know, right. looking in the mirror and say, saying, I like you or, and, and I love you unconditionally, or you're perfect the way you are, can be so uncomfortable. And so you just, you just try it and then you try it again and then it gets easier. And I actually, I, I've actually gotten pretty darn good at it. And I actually look in the mirror and I really like, I'm like, I like you. Like, I really, I know. I really like myself now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and it only took me a few decades, but um, I really like myself and I'm proud of myself. And yeah, you were what I had a point I wanted to make. What the heck was it when you were talking about self-esteem? Oh, I have this this meditation. It's a guided meditation that I do at night. And I think the woman, somebody gave it to me, and the woman who does it, I'm pretty sure she is a hypnotist and she uses certain language to get you into a more meditative. And so what she's saying to you is, is reaching your subconscious. You like yourself. You, and she has an accent. I don't know if she's South African. You like yourself. Other people like you. Your self-esteem is higher. You have so much self-confidence. People recognize your self-confidence. People like you. And I'm like, and I, I just, and I went from like, you're bugging me lady. And like, you like really like to like every night I do it and I just float off and I think I wake up in the morning with higher self esteem. Do you, are these in your ear? They're in my ear. You, They're in my ear you know, with my with my phone right next to me. Doesn't want to hear them. Don't, Doug can't hear me. Hear her. No, doesn't doesn't want yeah, to. No, no. And I keep like going, Doug. You got to listen to her. You like yourself. People like you. <laughs> Have so much self confidence. People are drawn to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that accent is, but it doesn't sound so bad. It's very powerful. It's a very powerful recording. Do not do it while operating heavy machinery. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to. Does she say Yes, that? she does. Because oh. I was going <laughs> to go out and till the field. So I'm glad you told me that. <laughs> uh, okay. So a couple other options. That's a good one. Can you name that I will one, find it out and people, I'll, put it okay. in the, I'll put it in the notes. I'll find out who she is. Gratitude of self journal. No, gratitude of self journal. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, you guys, and then cross it out. <laughs> a gratitude, a, a gratitude journal. Yes. Just uh, thank you for my able bodied. Thank you for my strong arms. Thank you for my sense of humor. Thank you for sense of humor. Thank you. My beautiful curly hair. Thank you for my insane wit. <laughs> your, your, your unbelievable wit. <laughs> Thank you for my... Thank you for my brilliance. 
Um, anyway, avoid should and musts. So, which is just self-deprecating and gives you a hard time. I should have done that. I must have, I must get this done. You shouldn't and you mustn't. If you can, do it. And if you can't, that's okay. There's another day, another minute. And anytime, and at the end of your, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but whenever you feel, feel you have the self-talk of, oh, I didn't do X, Y, Z, whether it's exercise or eat a certain way or write, and you are giving yourself a hard time for it at some point in the day, I can't believe I didn't do it. I should have done it. I should have gotten it done at 10. Just take a breath and say, I didn't get it done and that's okay. Is there time right now that I can get it done? The day's not lost. The day's not over. You know, not all. Yeah, is right. All is lost because I, I didn't. I, I didn't unload the dishwasher. I can't go on. Right. Just yeah. get perspective and be kind yeah. to yourself. Be kind. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. I find that so. Be gentle with self. That wasn't sorry. I'm sorry. Self. No, that was my next but it's one. Uh, it's so say? moving to me. Just that. Be kind to yourself. It's just because it feels so. Uh, it, it feels so radical, even though I have been doing this kind of practice for a long time now, it still sometimes hits me on this core level where I feel so happy and moved that I've made this sort of profound shift in the way that I talk to myself. It's not always there, but that I can make that shift and, um, you know, be as kind to myself as I hope, hopefully am to somebody that I don't even know that I might, you know, run into at the supermarket, you know, meaning like really actually. No, a hundred percent. And I've talked about that with clients all the time. Would you talk to other people yeah. the way that you talk to yourself? Yeah. Would you turn around and say, you should have done the dishwasher. I mean, some people do do that, <laughs> right? right? <But laughs> you should have done the, you should have emptied the dishwasher and you should be prettier. <laughs> you should be prettier. You should be prettier. Oh. You know, you should work harder. Yeah. You're a loser. I mean, you don't talk to other people like that, except for abusive people, and we're not talking about them. The average person doesn't do that. So a couple more of reframe or relabel negative or upsetting thoughts. So like, I should have done this, reframe it to, I didn't get it done, and that's okay. And what? I got time right now. I can get it done. Or I'll do it later when it when I have more time and space. And lastly, one other option is building positive relationships around you. Surround yourself with kindness and love. Absolutely. If you are in these narcissistic mm. or toxic relationships that do not bring you joy, remove yourself and surround yourself. People say, well, there aren't people out there that have joy. There are. There are, there are yeah. people who have joy and who and are And the kind more kind you are generous. to yourself and the more joyful you become, the more you're going to attract those people to you. The more you make these internal shifts, the more you are going to be vibrating differently and you will find different people are drawn to you. If you're yeah. surrounded by narcissists, generally has to do with that means you're a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no that you found yourself smack dab in a situation that's very familiar to the situation you grew up in because it feels like home and that's okay that's okay and that's okay and then you recognize and it you make and say wait a second this is familiar to me and this is your opportunity to choose a different path this is your opportunity to learn something new, which is, oh, okay, this is what I was doing in my childhood and I had to deal with it, but now I'm a grown up and I don't have to deal with it. And, I can make and different this doesn't choices. feel good, so I'm going to make a different choice. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. 
It's all about, we, we, we did circle back to choice. I think we talked a lot about choice. This was awesome. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on all the socials. Yes. Heidi does yes. her AMA every week. Sometimes mm -hmm. Thursdays, sometimes not. Well, not every week because, you know, she does go. Sometimes she has to go zip lining. That's just life. Sometimes I have to go to Costa Rica yeah. and I can't do yeah. it. Or I just, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know what, Nelsie? What? <sighs> what if nothing's wrong? Oh, a friend of mine was saying to me, I, I haven't, I've been having that mantra in my head when I'm in something and I think like, what if nothing's wrong? And then she says, then she said to me, I then say to myself, yeah. But what if something really is wrong? <laughs> but she had a half a second of relief. Yeah, half a second of relief until she, her ego brought it back in and she said, actually, it's all Ooh. terrible. <laughs> all right. So, we, But we're not going to leave you with that. We're, we're going to leave you with what if, what nothing's, if nothing's wrong. wrong. No, really, what if all nothing's right. wrong? For real. Really? No, but really. Seriously. Seriously. When your arms are cocked, father doesn't recognize you. When you're spooning with a stranger and they won't let you kiss them, find your joy. When your house breaks a weird and your kids hallucinate and find your joy, find your joy. When you stick your dick and scampy when your dog likes Jeffy.